Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast, your source for the latest tactics, news, battle reports, hobby talk, and general Legion chatter. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast. I'm Nick. I'm here with Mike and Keegan. How you guys doing? Hello, hello. 32 episodes in, we haven't changed the intro, so hopefully we do soon. Keep yeah. it simple, stupid. Yeah, nice to solve. <laughs> It's working. I don't know. I've, I've always, I always think about like, we should do something else, but then it like, I just never think of anything. You know. see the clock start to tick down on the count yeah. in and your mind goes blank. And you're yeah. like, oh, well, shit, I forget what, what should I do. Yeah, I'm not, pretty sure. I'm not we're, that creative. When it comes we were to close that. to an outtake of, hey, who's doing the intro after the recording started? So. Yeah. <laughs> it ran for like three and a half seconds. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> well, we kind of settled hello. into like, uh, I, I always uh, did it to start and like nobody does it now. So I just do it. <laughs> But yeah, oh, so how's everybody actually doing today? Good. Well, yeah. Lining up for the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, yeah. Getting back into the swing of things. We've got some new Turn Zero List episodes coming out, too. And I'm actually made it back on like all three of us are together. I think this is the first time we've done that in a little while. It's been like a month now. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. We've got some, I guess, a little bit of good news to talk about today. Uh, we've got some PAX updates. We've got some YBTL updates. Sadly, I have to talk about a bat rep, um, and then we're going to talk about some <laughs> some tournament prep coming up with all the the tournaments that are going to be starting in the next like two to three months. And we've got some CIS unit discussion based on the super tax and the support units. So Nick and I can talk about how we like to use them, and Keegan can say what scares me most. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you want to talk about our news? Um, yeah, we don't really have a lot except uh, should be getting super tactical droids and uh. Wookie helicopters like this week coming up, I think. Um, people have started getting shipping notifications from Asmodee, um, from what I've seen on the on the internets, um, which is exciting. So, and then the following week we're supposed to get like everything else except Yoda and Wookies. They're like unknown. One day. Yeah, but yeah. the good news is we haven't had any delay news. So in that case, no news is good yeah. news. Yeah. So. Yeah. We haven't heard that, like, okay, guys, the ship, the shipping container definitely fell into the Pacific. Sorry. I was going to send Keegan out there in the scuba team to see if he can salvage any burst of speed cards. <laughs> Leave the Yodas. Yes, Grab the burst of speed. I, I, I prefer working around trade embargoes uh, and, and going the smuggling route uh, for, for my cards. Oh, so. no. <laughs> well. my, pre-order, my pre-order is still in at my FLGS uh, and, will, and will remain so. I have I have uh, resorted to uh, you know printing out my own copy of Burst of Speed. Okay. I have it, and it's real. It's legit. It's a real card. So y'all can fuck right off. All right. <laughs> I, I, yeah. All right. Well, earn, earning that earning that explicit rating right off the bat here. That's right. Uh, I did uh, I I did go to eBay for Yoda because I was getting antsy. I wanted to paint him and and screw around so, a little bit. But but I went to, to eBay you. for yeah. In fairness to you, I don't think you actually imported it technically. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I I eBayed from Texas. Uh, so, Probably eBayed yeah. from. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, much, yeah, and, and much, much like uh, many things in the global supply chain, I just choose not to think about where it came from beyond my direct purchase. Uh, okay. I have a burst of speed card from a buddy because I'm not getting Yoda. So oh, okay, that's good. That's good. I just have the card. It's sitting on my desk here. Nice. Uh, Let's talk YBTL real quick. Yeah, yeah. Jumping over. So for we're the back. better or worse, we're <laughs> back. 
Um, it kind of feels like it was yesterday that we got eliminated, but it actually was like four and a half months ago. Uh, so we are reforming as the castaways. Um, but sort sadly, of. I'm not playing. Yeah. Yeah. Mike sadly, s- sadly, Mike is too good for us. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> he, he got invited to an actual winning team. Addition by <laughs> subtraction. I say. No, Mike's- so we're, I will be the castaways. It's going to be uh, Nick, Keegan, uh, our buddy Josh, who's on the cast a, a decent bit, Mike Jem, and then uh, Zach Barry, formerly of Jetta Journal, and Kodak from the, I guess, Legion still active University. Legion University. Yeah. Um, they're going to be splitting as the six people. Yeah. The page is still active. That's right. Um, and then I'm going to be coaching, so it should be fun. We'll get to do a lot of bantering. And hopefully, I have to make a really tough decision next season about which team I'm playing on. Third time's charm. Third team's a charm, win. baby. There it is. Yeah, got to claw our way out. If we keep changing our name, we can't have bad ratings. This. We just we have enough to we have so much turnover between seasons of like at least two players aren't on the same team. Like we lost Tim. What a. You know, I don't know what he's doing, but not playing with us. I think he's just being angry. I think he's just playing 40k. Oh, did he switch? (laughs) (laughs) He found a better game. Wow. (laughs) All right. But other news about Yavin Base, uh, signups, if you're listening to this on Monday, signups are open now, we think. Uh, They should be. Yeah, they're supposed Um, to drop on the 22nd here. Yeah. Yeah. So don't make us liars. Yeah, please. (laughs) And Keegan, you're sponsoring again, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so I, I think the, the exact place is still to be determined, but Six Up is returning as a sponsor of uh, Yavin Base Team League. Uh, each wh- Whatever place we we land, uh, each of the players on the team up to six will get a $20 gift card for Six Up Supply. So it's been a, it's been a fun little tradition to, to help out the, the teams. And, uh, uh, the, and I think we're focused on the champagne circle for us. Nice. Yeah. I need more shit, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we're making it. <laughs> Make sure it's stuff that like he has somebody has to paint so that he has to give it to me and I get to I get to paint it. Well, the nice thing is, I mean, frankly, we've moved away from the stuff somebody well, I guess we've moved away from actually making anything that I have to paint, because uh, I don't have the time for <laughs> that anymore. Good. So any anything we make that doesn't come out like completely ready, like the four slots come out completely like ready to use. Oh, um, so, so yeah, some of our stuff is uh uh definitely will you know, Mike will be sending it to you, I'm sure. <laughs> and then uh pax unplugged is still coming up that's going to be on saturday december 11th um mm-hmm. it's also the same day as the new orleans new orleans open so in fairness to ryan that tournament is going on but as evidenced by the football game in the background here philly is annihilating <laughs> new orleans and our tournament will be much Boom. better yeah we felt yeah they are they are coming. We felt bad, so we actually like sent a bunch of prize support to them already. So yeah, yeah, they got, got some it. cards, some tokens, and uh, we even sent them a few. Uh, Six up, sent them a few goodies too. We sent mm-hmm. out a couple yeah. force flasks and yeah. uh, the best Legion fanny pack that you can get. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The fanny pack wars have continued. Uh... <laughs> I didn't know we started making ours, Nick. We didn't. It's a six-up fanny pack. We don't okay. care. Yeah. <laughs> we can just wear Keegan's. <laughs> yeah. I have one. It's yeah. here. I don't. Yeah, I got. I do one have too. a stab cast one. Yeah. So, so uh, 
I actually got in a bunch of uh, new prize stuff the last few days. So uh, obviously Keegan and the guys over there sent up uh, the rest of our force flasks. And uh, I have like eight force flasks over on my table over there and uh, they are all glorious. Yeah. <laughs> um, Technically 10 because two of your, two of them are the, yes. Ahsoka, are the I'm yeah. sorry, the, du- the double get, yep. uh, fisting yeah. apprentice. And so. they're both, yeah, it's sweet, man. <laughs> I want all of them. <laughs> um, the Vader one is so great. I love it. <laughs> is that the one that you actually have? No, I have an Obi-Wan, but now I want a Vader. But just swap them. One day I'll just play, <laughs> and one day I'll just win one. It's fine. <laughs> just swap them. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I think they accidentally sent three Obi-Wan sabers and only one Vader. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, What's that? Also, it already smells like vodka? I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely a rum guy. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, yeah. So if you if you want to check out the prize support though as well, we do have full resolution images of like all of the cards, all of the tokens, all of the alt art, all of the mm-hmm. um, force flasks, the fanny pack, and such. That's over on our Facebook page. Uh, so just go to facebook.com/slash Legion ninety nine podcast, and I'm pretty so, sure all of those are pinned at the top. I yes. am so jealous of those alt art cards too. So uh, those are so great. Oh, and there's more coming. Um, awesome. So I was getting ready to say so far um, I've got, <laughs> like I said, we collaborated with the uh, the X-Wing guys. So we have some more alt art cards. Well, an alt art card. We're going to have a, they did, a, they're doing, their event is kind of like themed around Han and Boba. So we kind of jacked their art. So we're going to have a Han and Boba card that looks like an X-Wing card, but it'll have the Han and Boba stats on it uh, from Legion. So I didn't know we had a Boba card coming. Uh, yeah, it's double-sided. So nice. Yeah, it should be double-sided. It should be ordered. We should have it soon. Um, I don't have pictures of it yet, but it, uh, it's, it's pretty sweet. Um, the art's great. The artist they have, they've used him a bunch for other projects in the past. He's real good. Um, I also got some, uh, some best painted prizes. So we have, I'm doing best painted, uh, by faction. So, uh, we got some, uh, engraved dice trays. Uh, they're basically like the, uh, the the canvas ones that you you know that like have the little button the walls come up it's pretty portable but um they're each they're each going to have the faction um in there and it'll say best painted packs unplugged so um painting's not required but a little bit of a little a little bit of a uh, incentive to bring your best painted stuff with you um can i and- can i bring your empire then <laughs> <laughs> i have like i have like i'm loaning to like three people <laughs> we'll figure it out um but yes um we also are uh we have a our canada clause up north is sending us a a friend of ours is sending us a a a new sealed yoda and wookie warriors pack from canada so just because we can't have our american ones we're gonna have a canadian one which is probably the exact same cards hopefully there's Um, a french version yeah Um, along with Along with Jeez. all the other great stuff that um, AMG is sending, plus all the stuff you've already seen on the Facebook page. Um, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> this is going to be an awesome event. Um, I literally am finishing up the last table that I'll be bringing. Um, I, it's, a, it's like a Kessel table kind of based on Solo a little bit. And the, uh, it appeared in Battlefront 2 as well. So I grabbed screens from that. But uh, it's coming along pretty sweet. Um, I know these guys have seen pictures of it. Um, yeah, it's, I got a free. It's pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it probably won't get played on until PAX. So, because like I don't cool. think I'm gonna at this point lug it out to the game store before then, just because like I've got to bring the tables back from the game store. So, um, I'm anxious. I'm excited. Um, it should be a great time. Obviously, spots are still open because we're not gonna cap the event. So, even though it says 32 on there, I'll just increase that cap. 
and we'll just uh, find some more terrain. It'll be great. A couple of reminders for packs. Um, I started prepping with some of the locals yesterday at the game store, and um, we are allowing proxies of yes everything from the Yoda wave here. Um, mm -hmm. So everything in the Yoda box and the Wookiee Warriors box, so the Chieftain, the Wookiees, the ranged Wookiees, the upgrade cards like Into the Fray and um, Burst of Speed that come in those packs will be will be legal via proxy. So if you are coming to the event and you're not using any of those cards, please take a few minutes to look at them ahead of time just so that you're not completely caught yeah. or completely bamboozled by like, wait a minute, this is available? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I assume at this point that like AMG wouldn't have given us release date for the other stuff ahead of time, but as it stands, that stuff should be out a week before the event. So it would be like silly. It would be kind of silly if like we didn't allow that new stuff. And as soon as like LVO said that we're going to allow proxies, I was like, oh, we're going to do that too because it's <laughs> fun. Because, yeah. you know, it's like I want uh, it's as much as I hate on Yoda. Uh, I want people to have the most fun they can. So and I'm not playing. So <laughs> you just have to judge it. Be prepared for a lot of questions. <sighs> yeah, we're going to have our hands full. Um, we but it'll be fine. Oh, not you. Yeah, I meant me and my judge team. I have a judge team, sir. All right. You're not part of it. You weren't invited. You have I to know. Play. I'm playing. It's fine. I want a force flask. <laughs> I, yeah, they're sweet. Uh, I can't wait to just roll in on Saturday with like this giant box of prize support. And like when security opens it up and they see a bunch of lightsabers in it. That's awesome. It's going to be great. But uh, So I guess we could move on to some actual Legion discussion. What? You guys, I know, right? We can't just talk about theoreticals and prizes all day. We'd lose viewers quickly. <laughs> Let's talk about some bat reps and just tank our rating entirely. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we can we can do the fast versions. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm kidding. I've I've been pretty public in the past that I'm not a huge bat rep guy, but I know people enjoy them. You are today. Yep, I am today. You're half of it. Yeah, Keegan, do you want to get started? Yeah, I'll jump in. So I got a chance to play in a, a real life game uh, last Thursday, whatever uh, Veterans Day. I had the day off, and uh, another local who is also uh, in the military um, awesome. had the day off. So we met up at the local store. Uh, I got a. I was playing uh, the new version of my Anakin list that was very successful at SoCal, but now I had the extra points to spend. Um, and he brought a uh, double ATST list, which was pretty, which was a lot of fun because that is a lot of hit points uh, to chew through. So uh, I rolled out my my Scarif uh, beach terrain stuff. That's a hodgepodge of like the Team Relentless stuff we have on Six Up, as well as uh, the crashed ATAT from uh, Legion terrain. And uh, I also on this one I did um, like my uh official ffg terrain pieces so the crashed escape pod uh the downed atst one of these days i'll finish painting the damn uh bunker <laughs> in this theme too um uh and uh and then i've got uh a, a decent amount of area terrain um both light and uh experimenting with heavy area terrain using kind of some of the crates uh that we do glued down so it's like a low profile not not keyword low profile but low a lower height uh heavy area terrain so um we set it up it was a it was a lot of fun um i think it was intercept transmissions and um uh so he obviously had a lot of firepower that could kind of just sit and focus and defend the center point and also you know with the with the fully loaded atsts plink away at infinite range uh and and throw at me so i had to i had to be a little bit aggressive um i had 
one of my favorite things that I am doing is um, flying my barks in kind of like a, a tight formation and keeping them together. Uh, and I had a nice, nice run in where I got some we- this weakening of the forces that were in the center. And then I just kind of swooped the barks through and uh, uh, to be distraction and, and, and move in. But it was a, it was a fun, fun game. Joe's a great guy. Uh, loved playing with him, played a couple times with him. Um, and it's just awesome to have in real life Legion again. We did play, of course, with the four card flip, uh, which was, man, my brain is just, it's still not tooled to automatically know how to do that. I think we should definitely do a segment of that in uh, maybe after PAX, after we get some more games with it, because uh, uh, that turn zero is new <laughs> in my mind now. Um, and that was a, and that was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, I, nothing, nothing too, too extra detail, I think, needs to need to go in on that. I actually also played against an ATST yesterday, um, oh, nice. but the player who who was playing is normally a double ATST player, but he brought in Operative Vader instead of one of his walkers. Ooh, which was fun. kind of terrifying, actually. Yeah, um, but I got to. I also played Intercept, but we played on hemmed in and fortified positions, so I was pretty close Ooh. to this, that ATST invader right off the bat. Wow. Uh, fortunately, I also had Vader and. I had in three special forces, so I was able to nuke everything else. Uh, <laughs> turn one. <laughs> and uh, kind of squeeze through and intercept with that one. But the double ATST is definitely going to be a thing. Uh, Nick, we actually played a game that we're going to bat rep, right? We did. Yes. Do you want to take the lead? Yeah, sure. So Mike and I finally got to get to ga- get some games get some games in together uh, last weekend. Um uh, we brought out that uh, Felucia table that uh, Mike had not gotten to play on yet. That's been at the last couple tournaments at Showcase. It's, it's so. been staring me in the face for I like know. three months. And now. he got to play <laughs> on it in all of its glory. And uh, he also got to destroy me in a game of Legion. So that was great. It was fun. Um, I decided that I wanted to try uh, like a new Flyboys list with uh, New Han and um, Operative Luke. Because, you know, when people were playing Flyboys and when I tried it the one or two times... Um, we didn't have Operative Luke yet, and now we have Operative Luke, and now we have uh, Han Solo with Steady. Um, so uh, I was playing uh, Luke with uh, normal upgrades, except he had Barrier instead of my usual Saber Throw. Um, barrier because I have Chewie in there for Guardian. I had Chewie with Protector. Han had Vigilance. I had a Rebel Officer with Vigilance as well, so I had two copies of Vigilance in there, which is really good. Um the obligatory naked rebels. Um, I think I had one Wookiee warrior and two strike teams. Uh, so, you know, not enough Wookiees is what, uh, is what it was. I didn't have enough Wookiees and that's why I lost. <laughs> yes. That's, that's why. Uh, and Mike was playing, um, Vader, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was playing, I was playing a <laughs> operative Vader as usual, uh, an Imperial officer, two shores with heavies, two mortars, a T 21 storm, and then Inferno plus a Sniper and an IRG, which yeah. is a pretty beefy 10 activations. Yeah, it's nice. And as Nick discovered, turn one is also a really good coordinated fire list. Mm-hmm. We played advanced positions, and uh, I um, I got a little too greedy and aggressive, and I put Han, Chewie, and Luke kind of behind a piece of terrain that like Mike was very easily able to uh, get get around and get shots on them, and I ended up... Luke took like four damage. Yeah. Turn one um, from some, uh, some bad rolls 
a little, there were some bad rolls on my part, but uh, ultimately I probably shouldn't have put Luke there in the first place. Um, and uh, I wasn't able to come back from that, but uh, I did. Uh, I did have some fun with Han before Han got shot off the table. Also, um, yeah, I lost Luke turn at the end near the end of turn two, I believe. Yeah. Um, I tried to hide him. Um, he got an attack off on Vader, and then he ran away and. He wasn't able to uh, play most of his command cards. Uh, essentially, if I, I think it would have. We we talked about it afterwards, and we think it would have been fine if Luke had played uh, one of his dodge cards. But I was greedy and played standing orders because I was like, "Oh, I'll be fine. I have protector, and I have guardian." And uh, Mike rolled a lot more crits than I was able to uh, get rid of with guardian, and uh, Luke didn't roll any blocks, so. Yeah, and that's that's one of the big things that we talked about afterwards. Also, is that you kind of expected darkness descends to drop for the surges that turn. I did. Then, I forgot that you just mm, like don't believe in it. <laughs> I think that card is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I a hundred percent I a hundred percent understand when you can coordinate and fire into my face why you would take that instead, and you want the three pip with the dodge and the orders in a list like that. For, yeah, well, in any list, I think so. Yeah, I get it. And then we played a we did play a second game after that where yeah. um, I swapped out Inferno Squad and the heavy on the storms mm. for Boba Fett instead. Uh, so I that swapped, was pretty fun. And I swapped into a completely different list. Yeah, <laughs> I went to uh, uh, I took I basically was still playing Han and Chewie, but I took out uh, the Wookiee Warriors and Luke and the officer, and I put in Lando, Sabine, and Clan Ren, and uh, mm. things did not go great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I played I guess I played sloppy. Um, I made like a few early mistakes. I got too aggressive with Sabine. Um, we were playing Vaps and we were playing, I think, were we playing Battle Lines or Disarray? It was Vaps, Disarray, yeah, and Supply it was, Drop. It was real bad. Like, so I was like, if I go yeah. on that Vap there, I'm going to just die. And, but if I don't, like, if I don't kill something, I'm going to lose. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah uh, unfortunately, like, it kind of turned into a skirmish match and. Yeah as anyone who's played a decent bit of skirmish knows whoever makes the first bad roll loses skirmish and unfortunately for nick that was his side because everything's all jammed together so as soon as the action yeah. starts you lose your power piece and it's like oh i've lost because everything is already in my face <laughs> yeah sabine died fairly quickly and... oh that's never good now boba invader kind of in the and... irg shoved her down Boba, yeah, Boba blocked a lot, and Vader blocked, and uh, I, I, I guess, I guess I'll just die. That's what happened. <laughs> it was fun to play. Uh, it's always fun to play with Mike, um, even though he usually beats me. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'm uh, Han's a lot of fun with Steady, um, and the new and the low profile change is great too. Um, Unless you roll just crits all the time, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and I will say Han was a lot tankier than I expected yeah. with low profile. With um, when you played the reckless diversion turn, I had to do a lot to get around Han. Yeah. Um, because when you've got cover three plus red defense yeah. dice via uncanny luck, that's really hard to chew through. Mm -hmm. And you had double vigilance, so Han had a dodge. Chewie was nearby. Mm -hmm. That was a that was a much tankier Han solo than I expected it to be. Yeah, protector is great. Um, I think that's like, uh, I, I think I said it before, but it's probably after playing it twice, it's definitely a staple on Chewie. Um, he's always it feels really, especially in like Gar Chewie. I think that's even more so oh, yeah. because if he's using yeah. it at all, it's probably on Yoda. Oh yeah. Or it's probably on yeah. Rex. 
and they're yeah. arguably more important than Han. So mm-hmm. definitely take that protector. Yep. But yeah, it's a fun bit of games. Um, Should we move into uh, some tournament prep? Yeah. 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 We thought it might be uh, kind of fun. So over the last, I guess we'll start in last month with SoCal. But yep. in consecutive months, we now have SoCal, PAX, New Orleans, LVO, and the Canto Blight Cup in, uh, was it, it's in Syracuse, not Syracuse. Uh, uh, it's in Northern. Somewhere Northern. I think it's, yeah. I think it's at the X Mansion in New York, where the X-Men are. No, it all know. but is. <laughs> it's pretty far. Batman has been printing terrain at a rate I've never yeah. seen before. Yeah, I, I we it's, <laughs> it's amazing, the preparation that's, that's gone into this, uh, I, you know, just just kudos to the tournament organizers on the preparation they've done. They they went from I think no printers to self supplying what sixteen tables thirty two. Yeah, he yeah. has he's got four printers going like nonstop. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and so yeah, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of, now. It, it's they're they're going with a a kind of re- repetition theme table, so there's a lot of same things. So you know if it, we still have, we still, of course, love Nick's tables of, of unique uniqueness and diversity, uh, but we, we will give some credit where credit is due over <laughs> rapidity and scale. We so. also did not just get a death glare when we said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if I had five printers, I yeah. would be in fucking trouble. That's true. That's true. Um, but I don't have and, five printers. <laughs> and and in theory, although we don't have details, in theory, Adepticon is at the end of March also. So coming up soon. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, Adepticon yeah. is happening, but we don't have any Legion event information. Like, I think Adepticon, the event, yes. is going to happen, but we, yeah. we don't have any Legion news yeah. on it. Yeah, there's a presumption, but we, yeah, that's fair. Okay, so we'll focus on the ones we know about. So we thought it might be kind of fun to talk about like our tournament prep ideas. And if we've got a major event coming up or if we've got multiple events coming up, what do you like to do? And like, where do you start? Because there's so many options right now. And with the points changes that just dropped, the world's pretty, pretty wide open. And I mentioned it on, uh, on this cast and on the Outriders in the last month. I start with turn negative one, uh, which is figure out how to talk my wife into uh, <laughs> me being gone for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that varies. Uh, uh, it often involves uh, prearranging all the childcare necessary uh, and incepting uh, ideas for her own luxury weekends uh, that co- that coordinate. So, <laughs> for those of you in similar situations, uh, turn zero and uh, and packing all your stuff is critical. Even more critical is turn negative one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that involves a lot of credit card swiping. <laughs> that that is. Like like any of my good Legion lists, that's one of the many tools in the bag. So, <laughs> so once we've established that we're at turn zero, <laughs> we're prepping prepping for an approved tournament. Um, I thought one thing that might be like the most useful to talk about is where do you start for like a list creation? And I know we've kind of hit on this on turn zero, but not everybody listens to those that listens to the main cast, and we haven't exactly gone in depth on it. Okay. So I thought it could be kind of fun. When you're picking like your faction and you say, or let's just say we're talking for packs here, what are you doing in terms of your list? Are you trying to pick like one unit that you want to take there? Are you taking like a meta list and trying to put your own spin on it? Like where does that start for you, Keegan? 
uh, for me, and I think I'm going to be a little bit different. Um, I am, so I don't get a lot of games in in my regular life. Like it's it's kind of a big deal if I can get real life games. So tournaments are where I'm going to get a lot of games, and also tournaments are where the stakes are kind of higher. Like I want to do well at them. So where I'm starting with a list prep for a tournament specifically is what have I been playing around and feeling most confident with already? Um, I'm not going to get too, too spicy anymore. I'm not going to try to throw, you know, jump on the newest thing necessarily, unless I've had a chance to practice it on TTS a lot, uh, which I rarely do. So um, when I'm thinking about a tournament, I'm thinking about, I'm going to be playing three to four games in a single day, maybe as many as six or seven games over the course of a weekend or more at LVO. <laughs> uh, I'm not at LVO, but for, for that kind of a, a setup, um, what am I going to feel? What am I going to know pretty much inside and out to, to have that consistent performance? Um, that's the first thing that I'm thinking of. What about you guys? Mike, you go ahead. Cause like <laughs> I haven't prepped for a tournament in two years. <laughs> <laughs> For me, at least, um, I try to pick the unit that I want to focus on. Mm -hmm. Um, So my last major tournament I prepped for was ACO. And for me, that was Rex at the time um, because I like playing clones. And it enabled a lot of the things that I wanted to do. Beforehand, it was was Bosk because we were in the middle of the Shore and Tawn meta. And I thought Bosk Mm -hmm. was a nice kind of like soft counter to both. So I tried to pick the unit that I wanted to do and then build out around it in different forms and functions. Uh, this time for PAX and uh, LVO, it's been Vader. So mm. I've been playing a whole bunch of Vader, and I've thrown him into like seven or eight different list combinations of things. So fortunately for myself, um, I don't have you know like a family or family obligations to take care of, so it's pretty easy for me to get <laughs> games in when I need to, um, whether that's TTS or now that the local scene is burgeoning thanks to Nick's hard work. Um, it's pretty easy to find a you know like a local game as well. Um, so for me, it's I don't necessarily need a ton of reps with the unit off the bat, but I would like to to pick something that I think is fun and that offers some good counterplay to to what I expect to see. So for me, that's been Vader. Awesome. So the last time I prepped for a tournament was uh, the Adepticon that got canceled. <laughs> we were all supposed to go to Worlds. Um, I was I was not playing me. clones before before Arch not <laughs> not you no <Nope. laughs> yeah. um, I was we were playing clones before Arch Strike so we were like uh, the Saber Tank had just come out Phase Twos had just come out and like we were like this stuff's really good this might be what I want to play and I think Mike was doing kind of the same thing and so was we, our we buddy. were playing a mirror list yeah so was our buddy Zach over <laughs> who our team league buddy Zach. And we were, uh, I think I had like, I probably had like 10, 15 games with the Sabre before uh, I canceled my plans because work said I could not go, which was like a week before Adepticon canceled completely anyway. Um, And then I had a ton of reps with clones and Rex before that. It was like, it was more like after a few games, we realized the Sabre was really good and it was a real good piece. And it was like Rex phase twos were starting to bring a lot out of the clones because you had standby sharing and you had surge tokens galore. So it was like, well, it's like, I think even at nine activation, something like this can work. And it was more about like, all right, this is what we're bringing. What are the upgrades? How are we building it? Um, and it was like, we were, I think all three of us were kind of at the point where we were like, this is, this is probably the best version of this at the time. And that's probably very different than whatever, you know, those, those saber hipsters are playing nowadays. But um, yeah, it was a, uh, it, I, there was at least like there was at least 10 15 games though where 
we were prepping with that. So, I don't know. So as you're getting in those 10 to 15 games, if after you have like your, your starting thing. So like for me, I've got my focus unit, Keegan, you have, you know, a, a, a list that you've had some reps with in the past mm-hmm. when you're doing those testing games, you know, in those like five to 10 beforehand, are you tweaking like entire lists every time? Are you just making subtle shifts on upgrades or units? Like, uh, if anyone listens to Stabcast, uh, Ryan has Stabcast. Ryan has been, I guess, preaching for a while that he'll never change more than like twenty percent of a list at mm-hmm. at once. So you know, if he's got ten units, he'll change two of them, but the the other eight yeah. stay the same, minus some upgrade changes. Like, is that something that you do as well, or are you more more open, flexible about that? I think I'm generally more aligned to that once I'm once I'm pretty confident in the the mechanic that I'm doing. Um, I also will. Try, you know, if I'm a little further out from a turn, like say prep, prepping for a tournament season kind of thing, um, I'm I'm more willing to kind of look at and see if hey, this just really isn't working <laughs> uh, as a as a wholesale thing. Uh, recent examples of that, um, I was really trying to make Anakin Obi Wan work for a while, and I just kind of gave up on that completely. And while I kept Anakin as as a bit of a focus the the list i run now and love is very different from those original lists even before that i would uh you know i was pushing gin and pathfinders in their various iterations for for a long time and that got to a point where i was iterating slowly but early on back at, when we were still running rpqs it started with gin han and chewy um and pathfinders and an fd cannon <laughs> uh because i was i was really loving to tr- I really wanted to make some of that craziness work, especially on those uh, trust goes both ways turns where I just get tokens galore uh, across triple teamwork. Um, but that that's a situation where after a few iterations, I found, okay, this just isn't doing anything like I needed to. And I went to LVO with a Jin Sabine list um, that I was that I was pretty happy with and no FD cannon. <laughs> womp, 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 womp. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I generally like to make the smaller tweaks um around to to refine a core concept um but keeping an eye out especially with enough time out ahead of a tournament to to kind of give up on a uh, on a fail on a sinking ship <laughs> in time i'm kind of the opposite there um oh. I, as as nick has learned i'll just like flip through entire lists from one game to another um so like for vader so far i think i have seven or eight reps and i think i've played eight different lists um, I've yeah. got like, I've got like four reps with the one that has Inferno, the IRG, and the Sniper. But then I've also had one where I throw Boba in, and now I've played Vader, Iden three three three, and I've played a Vader Inferno Iden IRG list, and I've done basically everything that I can think of there. I played a Vader Shoreline, so yeah. Um, I like to kind of, I don't have like a strict notebook anymore, but I used to of like strengths and weaknesses that I found during the games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to kind of play a game or two with a list, figure out what specific tactics that does well and then try something else completely different in that vein so like if i play a, a vader gun line and i see like this one is really good at board control and then late game cleanup i'll move on and try something different and that's like it say i'm going from all shores to like iden and isf so like okay this one also has really good board control but it's not good at late game cleanup and then i'll yeah. shift out into a different style and, and keep doing that and kind of see where do those positives align, mishmash them together and try to get like five games of that before making subtle adjustments. Yeah. I bet there's probably, a, there's a little bit of a kind of a combination of personality difference and also a number of reps because when I'm not, uh, when I'm making these small tweaks rather than big ones, uh, 
I'm finding each of those kind of first up to the first 10 games I play with the list. I, I cannot rule out complete player error <laughs> in, in whether or not a list is working well. Um, it takes me that long to really kind of understand what a list is doing, especially some of the more, I, I do tend to like playing some of the more complicated um, pieces uh, and setting up some of the more intricate combos that, that need a little bit more kind of muscle memory to them. Um, and I lose a lot early. So <laughs> for me, it's, it's about making the small adjustments until I know that I've learned what this thing can and can't do and, and break out me just throwing something away versus the list, not doing what I wanted to. Yeah. I guess I should clarify there. Like I just played a, a game with Josh, I guess about four or five days ago, and I made an egregious error and threw Vader range four from his army instead of range five. Like I thought it was and uh, yeah. lost on turn two. So I will be revisiting that list because, like you mentioned, that is very much a, a player error um, setup. So I didn't yeah. really get any actual data out of that. So I think cool. we overlap there. Yeah, yeah, good. I'm definitely, what about you, Nick? Yeah, I'm definitely more of a, like, um, I, uh, only switching, like, 20% of your list at a time is really smart, but I definitely don't do that. <laughs> um, I'm definitely <laughs> more of a, like, th- I make a bunch of lists and I'm like, okay, I want to try these before, like, I, like, I did it for uh, for Invader League. It's like, I, I want to try like these kinds of lists and like some of them were very different. Some had Operative Luke, some didn't. And I would say going from Operative Luke to not Operative Luke is probably more than a 20% jump. Um, <laughs> like, you know, points are like 25%, but still it's probably more than that. So it's like, I was really wishy-washy on what I was doing there. And like, uh, but I also have, like unlike Keegan, uh, I actually... Uh, don't have kids or a wife so i get to play games whenever i feel like it <laughs> um, um i tend to get a lot of like games in just in general so it's a little bit easier for me to try different things and like you know over the course of a few weeks it's like play five or six different lists and be like all right well i think i want to like practice this stuff like these two here out of the six like i want to practice something like this and then narrow it down from there so like i'm starting to do that for yavin base we're starting to figure out what like what bands we might want to do and what units each player might want to focus on. And I'm starting to like get more reps here and there with this. I'm not going to spoil anything. Y'all are going to have to be surprised about what I play. <laughs> it's going to be a mystery to me. I, I, and for me, on the other hand with the Evan base, uh, based <laughs> off of everything we've said so far, it's uh, everyone can expect what I'm planning to play. So. <laughs> I, I, of course, in the Evan base band rules, I have to be worried about getting targeted there, but Unfortunately, there's risks of others. Yeah, he loves Rex. <laughs> Other more powerful units. Yeah, he loves yeah Rex. go ahead and ban Rex. Yeah. Don't don't ban Rex. He loves Rex. <laughs> and don't ban Obi Wan. He loves Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then, All I guess right. fin- final part here before we move on to our CIS unit discussion. Let's say you're playing two tournaments, you know, one month and then into the next one. So, like for me, it's packs into LBO. Mm-hmm. How much does your showing at the first event influence what you're going to be doing for the second one? So, like, do you say say you have a bad tournament and the list just doesn't perform like you expected it to? Are you going to try and just make tweaks based on what didn't work there, or are you going to look to start over if you only have a month to turn around? I mean, I think that depends entirely on. Well, there's a couple factors. If if I got enough games going into it that I felt pretty confident in knowing the list and if i feel that all of my games i played the list well and it didn't show up then that's a okay there's something there's something major here um if the tournament 
also if the if I brought the lists kind of because there's like the big meta that we probably pay more attention to than we should <laughs> looking at looking at like the TTS meta yeah. that, that's a, a weird homogenization of metas and then there's local metas and then there's even the tournaments we're talking about LVO is the biggest in real life tournament we've got and that's 128 players 128 in the grand scheme of legion players is and and you know data is not that many um, and can easily get skewed by some some swerves and so um when yeah. i when i think about like t- taking my learnings from one to the next i'm really thinking about looking for those factors of what actually contributed to me losing um something uh and and what i what i would need to change there um and similarly if i if i had blinding success like i i think about socal and i was teched fairly well against <laughs> armor and vehicles um like t47s and buses i was ready for um and my yeah my i'm not necessarily thinking that i'm ready for everything coming forward i definitely and this will get into our cis discussion i'm not sure what my list looks like for the next units i really need to be thinking about what's going to be available and different so those are some of the big areas that i think about between those two yeah, I don't really have anything to add there. You basically hit the nail on the head. Oh, okay. Guess we should. Guess we should have just distributed those answers out. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm okay deferring to the uh, correct I mean, experience. Okay. Yeah, if, it, it's, if it, it's genuine, gen, it's a genuine discussion. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't have a rebuttal. <laughs> well, you kind of hinted to the the CIS unit discussion. Then let's uh, let's shift into that. Uh, one yeah. of the things that we really wanted to focus on today was the support units. Um, so droidicas, staps, and spider droids. Nick, you've kind of been able to mess around with most of both for the last part. And just kind of like following along for, for what's happened for Invader and what you've seen in the local scene in your own experience, how have, how have they been shaken out so far? Uh, so I've got, I played the spider droids a little bit. Uh, on TTS and I, I'm not in real life, but, uh, and I got to play against them on TTS and, uh, they feel real good. And I was, I loved ATRTs when I was like, you know, back in the day when that's what rebels had, like when they were like a, a solid option for rebels. Um, so they remind me a lot of ATRTs. So it's not that crazy. And that ion is super good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think we're going to see a lot of spider droids going forward. Um, the support slot in general, though, staps went up two points or five points, um, two points. So they're 75 now. Um, I still think we, I still think staps and spiders are I think they're real close to each other. Droidicas really suffer to stap or to spiders in general because of the ion, because I think like mm. most of the spider droids you see are probably going to have those ion guns and like they're going to really suffer. Um, they're just going to lose their shields real quick um, to that ion. I don't. Um, I I think like building lists out when I'm building lists with these guys, like I'm kind of building like if I were building with spiders or staps, they're kind of similar lists uh, because they're going to be higher activation count lists. Um, you're trying to max out that slot. You're usually bringing max core. You're bringing a commander, maybe two. Maybe you're bringing a T-series along too for your direct, for the extra bolster. Um, I don't, I haven't decided yet if like, uh, 
if I if spiders are the best, but I definitely think that they're uh, they're real good compared to Staps. Um, Staps are a certain type of play style. Keegan knows because he plays Barks. Um, mm-hmm. You have yep. a little, you afford a little bit more control with Staps. They have the coordinate that spiders don't, but alongside the spider droids come the super tactical droids that essentially have ways around the uh, that ignoring the AI. Um, the list I was playing the other night had. Uh, Kraken and three spiders and six B1s and I was able to when I couldn't get an order on the spiders I was able to just um, override them anyway and then they were able to do whatever they wanted to I had near perfect order control anyway so um, what do you think Mike because you're a CIS player too so sometimes yeah I, I think the spiders this could be a little bit of a hot take but I think they're a little overrepresented right now because of the meta that we're seeing um, yeah. I also oh, yeah. think in the long run, if vehicles get not tuned down, but if they don't, if they're not the sole meta driver, yeah, um, I do actually think you'll see more of the laser turret, the nose mounted laser turret, than you will the ion. Um, I've had about three games with the, I've had three or four games with the ion, and then one with the laser turret, and the the flexibility that not having to recover to shoot gets you for that laser turret yeah. is huge, especially when they get that precise too um, with the aims. Like you're looking at four to five hits every time and two of those two to three of those being crits with the critical one so it's because you're re-rolling four dice of precise two mm-hmm. so you can really you can really effectively fish um so i yeah. think in the long run there'll be more more of the play style but as vehicles start to if they start to fade out a little bit um i do think you'll start to see more of like triple steps or double spider i'm not sure you're going to see as much of the triple spider um, yep. i think you'll see something more along the lines of like triple magna double spider versus double magna triple spider um, yeah. Just because it's been hotly debated in different corners of like the Discord verse and the Legion verse, but <laughs> generalist lists for the first two and a half years really won everything, um, and then we've had this kind of weird skew um, once the once VA dropped that you know those the skew lists are winning, and it's kind of shifted a little bit since then into like a a melee focused horde, and mm. if if that's the case, I do think you'll see more of the Staps and the Spiders both viable. Because they can yeah. counter them in different ways, yep. but I, I just think Droidicas are just pushed so far out of the meta at this point. I don't think they're necessarily bad units. I do want to be clear there. I think they're fine. They're useful. You can really do some fun things with them, but I don't think they offer the control that Staps give. They don't have the firepower that Spiders give, and they don't have the flexibility that either gives. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think a hundred percent there. Um, I think that it's more of a like CIS is just, they have so many good options and like droid aren't a bad option. They're just not the best option. And like they, they fit, they want like, they fit this weird role that, and like it was probably if spiders w- weren't here, like with override, I think droid are like a far more interesting choice because being able, like their key weakness before was that like, they, they need a way to like ignore their AI and giving them, HQ uplinks, ordering them every round is tough. And uh, you don't have to do that with, you know, you can just override with Kraken or the super tactical droid. Um, and now we have spiders that are probably slightly better than droidicas. Um, it's kind of a shame because the spiders kind of hard counter droidicas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they have armor three. So the decas really can't hurt them, especially mm-hmm. if they're in cover. Because mm-hmm. they're just going to rely on crits because they yeah. don't have su- they don't have any impact. And they don't they search. don't care about suppressive. And if you do have the ion spiders, those shields just go 
away. Yeah, I can't snap, one. but I'm trying to snap there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's true in, in the CIS um, to CIS mirror match. Mm-hmm. I would be. I also think where things are going to settle out, like you all are saying, we'll probably see more two of spiders than the three of spider spams. Um, we have a fantastic Turn Zero List episode coming up with a with a, a double spider list uh, from our friend Paul across the uh, across the Atlantic. Um, that I won't spoil too much, but I really liked how he kitted them out uh, in a little bit different way um, for, for this stuff. But I think the two of could also lend to some interesting situations because with the way that with the kind of the return of the empire <laughs> as things are coming in. I do think that suppressive keyword is going to have a little bit more value in in things, and um, maybe maybe there's some two spiders, one droideka for like the flanking stuff and throwing suppressive out. They still have a killer um, uh, dice pool uh, when you've got both of them still alive, mm-hmm. um, and I think the droidekas have some space. And I'd be curious to see droidekas with some kind of creative uh, creative play. They're not the linear choice by any means. That's <laughs> that's certainly true, but. Um, I think that I think that there's something there that's that's probably not being exploited very well um, for the Druidekas. Yeah, my uh, my opponent in Invader League this season um, starts with an M. I apologize. I'll get I'll get it eventually. <laughs> um, he was on oh, Meridius. He was on for uh, for his turn zero list. He played. Oh, yeah. the, he played a two Druidika list against mm-hmm. me, and it was pretty. It might have been a single. But that unit was actually pretty difficult to deal with um, when it was flanked effectively by like B2s and Maul. Mm-hmm. So if you do set it up correctly that you have your opposing force that the opponent has to pay attention to, mm-hmm. once it's in position and it can do like its aim shots, it's, it's pretty solid. Yeah. And like we'll talk about in a minute, Magna Guard might be that flanking force. Yeah. The the lesson kind of from the opposing, like other side of the table, um, Ion, the Ion Blaster is definitely kind of the clear favorite that a lot of folks are looking at right now, and it is scary. That range four uh, is is really something to, to impact consider. two. Yeah, uh, yeah. Impact two Ion is uh, <laughs> it's real good. It's very, it's <laughs> yeah, very good. It's when very they good. aim against armor, it's frequently like after the aim, it's frequently like three crits. Yeah. Um, are the do you guys think? Uh, I think the flamethrower is interesting, but I think it suffers from a lot of the same things that flamethrowers always have. It's going to be, uh, it, it's a big flashing, um, re- flashing red yeah. light of shooting. My opinion there is that it synergizes really well with the self destruct that, like, you, it you does. don't see that often if they're just gun lining, if they're yeah. just like, you know, like if they're being the ATRT, um, and they're just yep. like sitting there and shooting at range three or four, where like the flamethrower, it's like now you have two reasons to kill that thing. Yeah. So if you're like using if you're using that flamethrower spider, like you better have something back there. You better have a reason for that thing to die quickly because it's going to. Yeah. You better be able to punish the opponent for focusing on that instead, basically. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. you both kind of kind of pointed out some good things there. I it's definitely underexplored. We haven't really seen mm-hmm. too many lists come out with it yet. Um, mm-hmm. I'm guilty of that myself. <laughs> um but like Nick also mentioned, it's gonna die and we're at a weird state in the game where every activation kind of counts and Mm -hmm. just throwing away 80 points can be really tough to recover from. Yeah. So without having that guaranteed pierce and without knowing for sure that it is getting in there, Mm -hmm. um, you can really easily just hang 85 points in an activation and um, you can be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
you're also looking at a different unit, I think, at that point, because they're not they're taking defense protocols, uh, right? I mean, or engagement, because you're, you're just trying to get them in because yeah. you want the option. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, unless you're running maybe Kraken uh, with them. Uh, yeah. The, uh, then, uh, yeah. And I'm starting to like when I build these droid lists, like Kalani or Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as much of a one of that I thought it was when they first dropped. That's for sure. Yeah. Wh- which one? The uh, Kraken versus Kalani. Yeah. Oh, okay. As. I will, as the meta has shifted a little bit into the the four card flip and such, and some of the other units, uh, I think Kalani's value has come up. Mm. Because of yeah. reinforcements or because of uh, strategize too, strategize too, oh, and gotcha. direct. Um, when you direct when you actually like can't just W key mm-hmm. forward on bombing run or breakthrough, um, <laughs> yeah. and you need to play the game a little bit more. Yeah, um, I yep. think the keywords that Kalani yep. offers. I still don't know if it's better than Kraken because the damage output that Kraken has in addition yeah. to Override 2 is really, really good. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you see Kalani now and go, oh, I'm not going to use it. Like, there's, yeah. there's very, very valid reasons for like, Kalani. He yeah. is a super, super support commander. Like, he yeah. is, like, oh, the definition of support. Like, everything he wants to do is, like, yeah. other than ignore the Sharpshooter 2, they all have I was that. just going to say, yeah, and but, Sharpshooter 2 yeah. is basically just, like, that's the one keyword you don't use with Kalani yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah. Uh, orbital Strike, because it is uh, yeah. Sharpshooter uh, 2. Yeah, Orbital, orbital strike. strike becomes, yep. like, a real good card when yeah. you ask, do that. Ask Zach how Orbital strike, strike feels with Sharpshooter 2 and Surge Crit. Yeah. I, I played enough Leia, I know how yeah. that, uh, <laughs> that can work. Yeah, so. yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, you're taking orbital strike now. Like it's yep. not a question anymore. Where it's like you were like, yeah, you're probably taking it, but maybe you don't because like sharp, like the T series, like that, you know, sharpshooter one, and it doesn't surge. You have to give him mm-hmm. like if you if you're in a good spot, you can bolster him and something else and aim, and then it's a good shot. But that's like, yeah, no, that's a great, that's yeah. a great. He is like he is like the the evolved form of the T series. <laughs> he is like the the Charizard to Charmander. <laughs> I, he is like getting, I have like, sunk a lot of time into the new Pokemon game, by the way. So that that metaphor is very of, true. Man. I haven't. <laughs> and, yeah, and I and, and, I, and I'm just too old, uh, so I only know it like at an intellectual, not a uh, not an emotionally satisfying level about that metaphor. But I, I appreciate it. So, oh yeah, or, <laughs> it's enough now that like I'm buying myself two super tactical droids so that I can have a Kalani and a Kraken. Yeah, I need both. Um, so I'm buying one from one store and one from another store. <laughs> so if we're talking Kalani and Kraken real quick, cause I know yeah. they were the next one, our, next thing on mm-hmm. our list. Um, one of the questions that I wanted to ask is, do you think we'll start to see more generic T series alongside one of them too? So if you're, if you're running Kraken now that naked B ones have gone up, um, I know, and I know it's only three points, but when you're taking four or five of them, that, that does kind of add up Yeah, two points, but yeah, is it two points? Yeah. 36 to 38. Yeah, um, it's still it's still an HQ uplink for yeah. a five of change. Yeah, yeah, I'm almost certainly not taking a T series with Kalani. I don't think. Um, although double direct is okay, like because you're like <laughs> if, you if know, we're talking spiders yeah. and decas, you might yeah. want that double direct. Oh yeah, yeah. you want to be able to direct something that's honestly like you. You might still take an HQ uplink with Kalani, yeah. with a, like you know, for your B ones. Like why if you know why not if you can afford it and you're taking other AI units. Um, but like being able to like uh, direct your stabs if you're taking triple stabs, and then like you know, being able to order yourself or your magna guards or whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. 
it's really good. Um, or like even like he unlocks B2s without T-Series, I guess, if you want to try that. I haven't like, I haven't tried I'm that I'm not yet, so but... sure of that anymore. Yeah? Yeah. Having played a large number of games of B2s with T-Series mm-hmm. um, and then trying like four without it, um, losing that reliable hurts yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot. Oh, yeah. And I'm not... Yeah. And I'm not sure that that's enough to make up for it. Um, losing yeah. reliable offensively is brutal, especially with the red dice, because mm-hmm. when you throw a hit surge miss on red dice, it's really not that far out of the question. Um, and it happens quite a bit. So when two of those are blanks, cause you don't have reliable, you're in, you're in a lot of trouble. And I know you get one more wound by just throwing the extra generic guy in there and saving yeah. a few points, but that's, that surge token means a lot. Yeah. It's like the point difference between, um, is not like between a unit with the ACM and the regular B2 versus the Ha and the T series is 13 points. You're losing a lot for thir- you're losing for 13 points. You're getting the opportunity for blast. You're getting a better range. You're getting a range three attack, like a, a reasonably a real good range three. Attack. It's a real good range three attack. You get a surge token every round and, and, but you lose a wound. It's like, you, you know, uh, it's tough. I don't like, I don't think it's bad. If you're in a unit with, if you're in an army with Kalani though, you can still direct that unit. You can still get them a surge with aggressive tactics. Cause you're taking aggressive tactics. You have three, you have three command slots. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I don't think you're spamming them. Um, but like maybe one is like a, you know, a unit, like, you know, to like back in the day when they used, to, when they first came out and people wanted to take like a unit cause it's a B2. Um, before they were really good i don't know it's on my list of things to try keegan any thoughts there i know it's not exactly your forte but anything you think gloss over yeah it's not but it's definitely things that i need to that need to think about one thing um i i think you i really like your points around how that kind of turns zero changes bring back some of the uh uh make kalani more relevant um I do think that, and to a certain extent, even the generic super attack droid, it is, it it is kind of a rock paper scissors. It's not a clear linear one two three, like best. It's it's what's going to work best for for the army that you're that you're using. And so I'm, um, Kalan, or sorry, Kraken rolls right very well into you mentioned earlier. We're probably getting into a, a bit of a melee heavy. <laughs> um, like that's like Chewbacca yeah. dice in, in melee is, <laughs> it's pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, with red saves, even without, uh, without a surge, uh, is, is nice. Um, and charge, uh, like Kraken's Kraken, Kraken stands out to me as he's going to support a little bit on the way in, but he's there. He's there to mix it up just like anyone else. Um, Kalani is, if your style is going to be, you're focusing on something else entirely, um kalani gives a lot of flexibility in a lot of the ways that you were talking about so yeah i really like how like there doesn't seem like a clear winner unless you have a sp- specific intent of a list in a specific place though yeah i think there's a clear winner when we add magna guard to the mix and i think there's two <laughs> i think there's two very different magna options that we can talk about because there's definitely support magna where you have like one maybe two mm. and their role is like hanging with the army and they're a little bit of a linebacker. They've got that mm-hmm. long range impact. They might be around with Dooku. And then there's also the other style where it's like two spiders, three Magna Kraken. I'm going to hit W 
And yeah, yeah. And I think when you're talking about that, there's probably some clear winners. If you're running the one to two, I mean, getting the retinue, getting the the strategize, and mm-hmm. having access to direct with the single Magnus seems like a clear Kalani winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you've got three of them, and now I'm in your face, and I've got Magna who don't pierce, but are going to get the aims or dodges from retinue from Kraken. Yep. When everyone's going up the field, when the Magna does four wounds to a five wound mini and then moves on, Kraken has pierce on his gun, and now he's cleaning it up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he plays a really, like you mentioned, he's got a really good support role on the way in. And then mm-hmm. once he's in your face with the with the Chewbacca dice and the, the Pierce gun <laughs> and the Surge crit, he's really good at just cleaning up those one to two model squads so that you don't have to devote your full, you know, maybe three model left 85 point Magna squads to deal with a Stormtrooper or a Clone Trooper. Yeah, yeah I, think that, I think that tracks really well. Is there any place for the regular Super Tactical Droid? If you absolutely need five points and you are going to play Kalani. Because he does have all three of the keywords, so it's mm, like I see. Uh, it's like I that's it's kind of like I look at it like he does have strategize, he does have override, he does direct, he kind of does it all. He just doesn't do any of it as good as the other two do. <laughs> like where like Kalani is double strategize and Kraken gets to override at range too. Because why not? Um, I I don't know. I mean, I wish that the point difference wasn't so small. Like, I feel like that gap should probably be a little bit wider. Yeah, I think there should be like a 10 point difference between the two at, at yeah. five points. I can find five points to fit one of the other. Yeah, two. yeah. I just don't take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the keywords alone are probably pretty strong to make that difference. Is, is there not, yeah, are, are not you filling out all it. three of the command slots on Kalani? Most yeah. of the time? I'm so, usually using two. Okay, so if you're using two. two, then it's really a five point difference. But if you're using three, then there's yeah. that's a bigger that is a bigger points difference yeah. if you need if you need all of those points together. Uh, but yeah, to next question, which two, Mike? I yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm probably can I guess? <laughs> yeah, it's probably vigilance and aggressive tactics. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, what, and what's the third one you put on there? I'm not, uh, commanding presence. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay, that's the one I've been using on them. It's really range good. four direct is pretty good. Yeah. range for director staffs i i'm gonna try it and see if like that's something that like i can if i can give them all link targeting array and save five like you know put the five points on him instead that's like really interesting to me well don't 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 forget because i got burned by this when i did it in a game um you want to do long range comm link on one of the staffs so that you can just standing orders it out there because they will get outside of range four sure but then i can't play the cool command cards all the time well <laughs> you can just direct uh, one yeah. and use one of the command cards orders via commanding presence or via um, long range comm link it you you do need something on the staffs to make yeah. it work the direct does not reach far enough you're probably <laughs> I, right but i'm I want speaking you to from multiple games of no, i got fine. my shit kicked in because of it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man uh, yeah so to that point like if it, i mean that's a 10 point difference right there five points for the unit and five points for um commanding presence uh for for it's a different style of play so um well kraken think... and kraken only has two slots so he's only taking aggressive tactics and vigilance right there's like no other real choices there yeah um yeah like i don't know i'm not 
I'm not advocating that the super tax will droid be cheaper in any way. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I just like, I wish that that point difference was different. Like, because I would like to consider this guy. I, I do wonder if there is a we're, element we're of, we, we need to kind of see if with a lot of the various changes out there, if droid lists will end up being tighter on points soon. Uh, Cause right now we're talking about a five point difference where we're very accustomed to droid lists playing with, 20 plus point bids um as yeah. the need I, I wonder if there'll be a shift as the need for that bid <laughs> has reduced with the turn zero changes in a little more play and in, yeah. in maximizing and and you know smaller and smaller bids where that five points actually does make a difference I'm yeah I, that's a very good point um i think we have seen it change droid list building a little bit already um mm-hmm. because instead of like but the other part is it just cuts it from 13 x to 12 Right. Yeah. And now I cut one of my naked B ones and I still have all of my heavies and I still have all of my my special forces and I've got everything I want. I just have five B ones instead of six. Yeah. And now all of my points that I needed are are back. Yeah. So yeah. as we get new units, that's a that's a super interesting thing to look at. Yeah. The droids definitely have really strong internal balance that they could play so flexibly in so many different ways like that. Yeah, um, you can take every unit that's on my shelf for the droids and I can make a competitive viable list out of it. <laughs> like cad triple staps is a legit thing yeah. <laughs> but exciting exciting well so we've got some exciting interviews coming up in the next month uh what does it say end of is this the end of november yeah like i'll say in the next two months um, <laughs> we'll have we'll have lj on at some point to to go over some hype for lvo mm-hmm. um i'd look out for that probably about a month or so before the tournament um, and then we're also going to have the gentleman from the Canto Blake Cup on beforehand as well. Um, that event is the end of February, so we'll have them on about a month before, uh, just after LVO concludes. Mm-hmm. So that'll be exciting. And we'll probably continue to update my inability to decide on a list uh, for PAX and for LVO as we go through. So <laughs> Sounds like a lot of turns are a list content there for yeah, right? if, if you're being indecisive. <laughs> Uh, just just look at Nick's DM and I'll probably have like 18 episodes for you. <laughs> Should I do a turn zero list where Nick talks about all the lists Mike's thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> all the lists Mike beats me with. I, mean. I didn't say that. Uh, any parting thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, 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 sign up for, for PAX Unplugged, yeah. guys. Sign up for PAX. Uh, do it. It's going to be great. I am so excited. If My hype levels cannot get higher. As, I'm serious. Yeah, that's the that's the very generic super tactroid voice to hype it that is. up. No, <laughs> yeah. I just got off work, so it's oh, like, I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, so packs sign up. There's no limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, get out. Get out there. Get a good Philly cheesesteak. Get that and, Force Flask. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of Force Flasks to go around. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you out there um oh we did um we did lock in uh for lvo uh six up will be there in person uh you'll be able to visit a six up vendor booth uh at lvo so if you haven't if you haven't gotten a ticket for lvo and you want to get on the waitlist, you want to get on one of the side events for legion or you're going for any other uh reason there's you'll be able will to I say be able to it. buy a force flask in person you absolutely will we're going to be bringing stock for all of our available models uh and and that'll be a lot of fun um 
also if for uh, online leagues we, we mentioned invader league uh, sorry we mentioned yevon base team league sign up starting now uh i also saw today that uh season seven of the ladder is open so if you are playing online still uh that's and I, actually i think they accept irl games <laughs> yeah uh ladder can work for in real life too so yeah. if uh anybody if you and your buddy are both playing on it you can definitely just document the game as you would it's uh any any medium of legion yeah, so Zodiac's taking over running that, and and they've got a good, uh, they've got kind of good chain system. This season of ladder is going to run until through the end of April uh, to get into a re- regular every four month, uh, three seasons a year, four months long. So I dig it. Cool. I have not yet played in that. I probably should. Have I've signed up a bunch of times, and then I never, I never hit the five game uh, limit. I am going to try to do it more. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, I, I think it would be good for me to get a little bit more diversity of games. <laughs> yeah, so sign up for PAX. Just as a reminder, we mentioned this last time. Um, if you do buy your ticket now, um, you will have to go to Will Call. Oh, yeah. uh, so we are now past the point where you can get the ticket mailed to you. The Legion tournament is free. The convention is not. So you will either need to show up a little bit early so you can make sure you buy your ticket day of. Or buy online and go on and pick yeah. it up at Will Call. So I please feel don't. Like- leave that to the last second yeah i feel like we've done a good job though um like with prize support that it's more than like what we're what you're going to walk away with is definitely going to be worth your time and you're going to get to play on some awesome tables and meet some new people so it's going to be dope yeah and check us out on facebook um you can find us on all of your podcast sources so depending on where you're clicking on this we're also on apple we're on spotify we're on google we're on amazon um or on some third-party shady ones that I don't really touch, but whatever. It's there. <laughs> they get distributed. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just click the publish button on Podbean. It does the work the, for me there. The, the dark web of the podcast uh, uh, universe. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then check out sixupsupply.com for all key and stuff. Uh, yeah. There's plenty of things to buy on there. And uh, check us out on Facebook, like I mentioned, with all of our photos for the prize support. Uh, Nick tends to post photos of all of our events as well. Um, one day I will get the Instagram working, and um, that is it. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Thanks, See you. all.